As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Welcome to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. I'm Justina Page, your podcast host. It's Friday. You guys know what Friday is. It's that special day that I bring in special guests to share their thoughts about one of my purple thoughts. And I am so happy to have a good friend back again. We have Mr. Bruce Stewart. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Justina. How you doing? I'm good, and I'm so excited to have you back. We really enjoyed ourselves last time, and Bruce, we know, is many, many things, but I can't wait to hear his wisdom and his insight on this purple thought. So, Bruce, why don't you go ahead and read the purple thought that you chose, and then tell us how it resonated with you. Okay, today I chose, for my purple thought, not wanting to isn't an acceptable excuse for not doing what God said. Let the will of the Lord be done. Um, And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times God's told me to do something and you're like, really? Is that really what you want me to do? Because that's about as the least thing I want to do right now. (laughs) Or even in the future. That's not something I want to do. It's out of my comfort zone. Um, and so for me, that is, it's a challenge because I love this one because God says to us, if you love me, three times he says it in the same chapter, if you love me, obey me. If you love me, do as I command. If you love me, then I want you to do what I say for you to do. And, and so basically God's love language is obedience. But what happens when that obedience is not the thing that you want to do? (laughs) And so so it's it's so many things involved with that. Um, I think the first, and and I I think this is extremely important, and and I, you know, I preached on this, but I, I, I still have to remind myself of this every day. Our thoughts of God. And what we think of Jesus determines how we react to Jesus. That's right. So what I mean by that, if you understand that Jesus has a plan for your life, that his purposes are greater than your own, that he loves you more than you even love yourself. That's right. He has a future and a hope for you, as we see in Scripture. And your understanding of him is that he truly is God, that he truly is in control, that he truly is Lord. Yes. It starts there. Because if you can understand that, then it's a little easier. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a little easier to be (laughs) obedient. It doesn't make it easier. You know, uh, look at Jonah um, in Nineveh. You know, he hated the people of Nineveh. Yes. And he did not want to obey and he did not want to do what God said and he did not want to follow the Lord's will. And 
It's understandable why. Um, if I can just talk about that for a quick second. Yeah, you sure can. The people in Nineveh, they they were um, killing people at will. They yeah. were putting, they were decapitating people. They were killing children, skinning people and alive with no no thought of consequence, no thought of um, who God truly was and is. And therefore, they they just continue down the sinful path. And so, when God asked Jonah to go there, he's like, "Why would I help these people? It's not what I want to do. They don't deserve my help. They right. they have done everything wrong." And so that's my excuse, right. you know. Yeah. And, and and in the eyes of us, in our, in our flesh, if that was yeah. today, bringing it to today. That's like saying, hey, these guys are murderers. These guys, they've caused the Holocaust. They've caused absolute destruction. And you want me to, the very people that have caused this, you want me to go help them? (laughs) God, come on. Like, you know, and and, and honestly, to us, that would be a justifiable excuse, right? To to the the human side of us, it would be, that is an acceptable excuse not to go help them because they just don't want help. But God, God's not us. And when Jonah finally got out of the whale and God got his attention and he went and helped them, the king himself declared, nobody shall eat, drink, no living animal. They shall all fast and you will do, you know, we will cover ourselves in ash. We will prostrate ourselves before God and we will cry out to him just in the hope, not even knowing, but just in the hope that he will forgive us of our sins. And God's great mercy, he did. Yeah. You know? That's so beautiful. Wow, Bruce, you said a mouthful. We're going to have to go back and unpack just a few of the things you said before we move forward. Okay. uh, Let's talk about excuses. Why? How can our listeners... One, identify when they're making excuses, because sometimes we don't see it as an excuse. But how can they identify their excuse? And then once they identify it, how can they overcome that excuse and do the will of God anyway? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I, I think, firstly, it starts with, is it because God has told you not to, or is it because you're not comfortable with doing it? Yeah. Because it's going to cost you something. Yeah. It's either going to cost you, uh, you know, we talk about resources. People don't like to spend resources, whether that be money or driving or whatever. But I think another big issue for us, especially in today's society, is time. Yes. So if God, you're asking me to do this, this is going to cost me time. Well, you know, I've got important things to do. I have a job. I have a family. I've got a I'm in ministry. I've got to do Bible study. I've got to, I've got to do all these things for you in our mind. But going back to it, it's what did God tell you to do in this time at this moment? Yeah. And that's where we have to stop and really seek the Lord, be in prayer, seek wise counsel, right? That's what does scripture say? Um, and then make a decision based not on our feeling, but on what is the Lord actually saying. I'll, I'll give you an I'll give you an example of that because we can get caught up doing 
good things and for the Lord in our mind, yeah, but not what the Lord has told us. That's right. Okay, so I'll give you a personal example, and then I'll give you a scriptural example. Uh, one, for the personal example, I was on my way to church. I was preaching that morning, and I get a phone call. Hey, I've got a veteran who's suicidal. Can you go check on them? And and make sure their life is okay. So look, let's look at that situation. I'm going to church to preach a good thing. Yeah. I'm doing something for the Lord, a good thing. But in that moment, I knew God wanted to go after the one. Isn't that something? And so I dropped my kids off at the at the church building and I said, guys to our other elders, our other pastors, and I said, listen, I may not be back this morning. One of you may have to step up and preach because I feel the Lord is telling me, go after the one. So I've got to go check on this guy. Yeah. And I I don't know if I'll be back. And so I went over, uh, and fortunately the, the, the gentleman had tried to kill himself, but the belt broke. Yeah. And I was able to get into his apartment and check to make sure he's okay. And of course, later on, we took care of him. But that was Jesus telling me, "Go after the one." Yeah, let that one know that I'm I'm going after him. And, and just for your listeners, because obviously they don't know that person. No, that person's doing great now, and and, yeah. and they've moved Thank forward. God. Thank God. But again, was a good thing better than what the Lord was telling me? That's so right. preaching is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But it wasn't what the Lord was telling me to do in that moment. I think so that, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. No, no, no. That's fine. So that's that's a, that's a what I would call a personal. But a scriptural example of that was when you see, obviously, Jesus' disciple on the street. And most of us know this story. And he was about to go preach to thousands. They say it was thousands. And God says, no, I need you to go onto this road and chase after this chariot and <laughs> preach to one. Yeah. Now, both good things. Right. One was sharing the gospel with thousands and one was sharing the gospel with one. And fortunately, that disciple goes over and <laughs> preaches to the one. What we didn't know, what he didn't know, was that one changed the whole nation of Ethiopia. Basically, that's where it was. Mm -hmm. And they gave their life to the Lord, the whole nation. Yeah. In his mind, in the, in the physical, it was one person. Yeah. But in God's, it was a whole nation. So learning to give up of ourselves, humble ourselves, Foster ourselves before God and say, this yeah. is not about me or me getting credit or even doing good things. It's about God. What are you saying to me now? Well said, well said. You know, um, this particular Purple Thought talks about letting the will of God be done. And I think yeah. the focus for us is to know the will of God or at least be seeking the will of God. And I think on occasion, what happens with us, our will gets in the way. So when God comes with these things, or if we're nudged a certain way, if it's not aligning with our will, 
we tend to make the excuse, but it's no way to get past the will of God. Either you're going to do it or you're not. What's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. And, you know, on the, on the occasion, and I'm sure we've all been there, uh, you know, and I know personally from my own experience, even when I'm trying to do good things, you know, I had a, I had a, a situation not that long ago. It was only a couple of years ago. And I never really got a piece about going forward with what I thought was a good idea was going to help a lot of people. And you know what, God? God being God, he put a stop to it. Yeah. Now, it was a good thing. It was going to help lots and lots of people. But he never said, go ahead and do it. Isn't that something? But my will, I could see, oh, well, you know, I could do this. I could, this could help people. So, so again, my intentions were good. But if my intention is not to do the will of God, it doesn't matter what my intentions are. I need to humble myself and say, God, even this good thing, what yeah. is your will in this situation? And that's a very difficult thing to do, especially when you think you're doing a righteous thing, a good thing, thing that's yeah, something exactly. that's going to help yeah. people. And as Christians, we can get so caught up in going to the next Bible study or going to the next, you know, conference or, or whatever it may be, and good things, and we should do those things. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm saying, but is that the season that God wants you to do it? And is it God's will at that particular time? Uh, another example, um, and I may have mentioned this, on, I'm not sure, on my last podcast, but I always say, is it more important to be at church or to be the church? Come on. Now, let me, uh, let me explain that. Is it important to be a church? Absolutely. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I, it's the only time we can gather corporately to worship God yeah. and, and bring Him praise. So I absolutely believe in meeting as a church, right? Absolutely. Yes. But what I'm saying is if I see a lady broken down on the side of the road and she doesn't know how to t change the tire, is it more important that I get to church or is it more important that I be the church stop be late for church and help that lady on the side of the road. Because what do you think God in that moment probably wants me to do? That's right. That's you know? so true. That's well said. I want to go back to something you said earlier because I think it's very important. And it, it has a lot to do with our response to God's will. Um, you were talking about how our, how we perceive God or what we think of God has an effect on our obedience to God. And I um, I believe that like 100%. Um, if I feel like God may like me or he may not like me, or if I'm unsure about how he feel about me, well, trying to be fulfill his will and love on him is going to be quite difficult. But if I in turn know the massive love he has for me and how he always has me as the forefront, it's going to be a lot easier for me to submit or to yield or to allow God's will to be done in my life. So um, my question to you is this, why do you think um, we should learn more about our God just in general as it uh, pertains to letting his will be done in our lives? I think our thoughts of God are either too few or too little. Ah. And I believe truly, like I agree with you 100%. I think 
as we get to know God on a more intimate level, as we know him on a closer level, we start to really understand his deep, deep love for us, his deep, deep grace for us, his um his just his overwhelming desire to see us succeed. I think I think that's something that we often forget that God actually really is for us. Yeah. He really wants us to do well. He and I don't mean I don't mean in the sense of he wants you to have a big house or a nice car. No, he wants success to me is obedience to God, loving God, and finding the contentment and the joy in doing that will. Yes. Um, there's nothing better. There really isn't, you know. Um it's such a rewarding thing. And I think as we get to know God on a much in, more intimate level. It, it helps and understanding his love um, again in practical terms. So, you know, we both have children yeah. when your children are young and I, you know, you tell them, Hey, don't go running after the ball in traffic. Don't play in the traffic. Right. Why? Because you love them. If I didn't care, I'd let you chase that ball into the traffic. <laughs> I wouldn't right. care. Be but because I'm a little bit wiser, a little bit older, I see the danger. Yes. God even more so because yes. he can see not only our current situation, he can see our future situation, and he loves us more than that. And that's why I, I, I'm a true believer of preaching the gospel to ourselves every single day. Yes. Amen. Um, when, when you understand, and again, as a parent, there's nothing we wouldn't do to protect our children. Obviously, you've you've lived that firsthand. Yeah. We're trying to save, trying to save your son. So, with that, imagine God who has spent all of eternity with Jesus, all of eternity. His relationship with Jesus couldn't be more perfect. Yes, Heavenly Father, and yet even with that, He was willing to give up His only child. It's not like he was going to have another one. He had one, Jesus Christ, all being part of the Godhead, but but one son, and let him not only come down to earth and separate from him in in you know from actually being in heaven with him, but to let him suffer more than any physical human being has ever suffered emotionally or physically. Yes, and then to watch him die in shame in, in crucifixion. And, you know, Jesus at the end on the cross says, Eli, Eli, Sebastian, which is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because God is so holy, he couldn't be near sin. And Jesus took on our sin. Yeah. And in that moment, he gave up his only son. Yeah. Why did he do it? Because of his love for us. And so when you understand that love, that he was willing to give up his only child because he loves you even so much, as much as he loves his own son. He loves you so much. Yes. You think, wow, how can I not obey such a loving king? Um, that's right. And, and, and so if we preach that gospel to ourselves every day, that's it, it helps. Amen. Well said, well said. You know, when you were speaking, uh, um, I thought about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's praying, and um, oh, yeah. he's saying, you know, um, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. 
And I was thinking, just a play on words there, nevertheless, our will is always the less. And if we can see yes. our will as the less, you know, yes. nevertheless. Which is very will. hard. <laughs> it's very hard to do. Yes, it's very hard to do, but it can be done. We can get to that place. And I'm tying it into what you said. Um, the more we fall in love with him and understand who he is, the power he possessed, the, the, his feeling for us and, and, and toward us. And we understand that our wisdom hails in comparison to his, uh, the more we can get in line with his will. All right. Yeah. Well, Bruce, do you have any last thoughts before we close? This is a real powerful, powerful thought you chose here. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for those who are listening, Continue to know your God, continue to love your God and understand his great love for you. Um, humble yourself before God, because believe it or not, as great as your will is and as great as your ideas are, <laughs> God's ideas are better. His okay. will for you is greater. His reward for you is better than what you could ever achieve on your own. Um, and truly, God's will, when you get in line with it, there's nothing that can stop you because when he's called it to being, then there's, then you can go with absolute confidence. You know, I was able to move countries on the will of God, not knowing anybody wow. to two churches. And, wow. <laughs> you know, the only way I could possibly do that was for God to say, go. Isn't that something? Because in my natural state, I didn't want to leave my family, my friends and everything I've known. Wow. But, but, but because I listened to God, God made a way where there was no way. And yeah. he's done that time and time again for so many of us yeah. where we don't see a way, but we have to align ourselves. But before I did that, I prayed. I prayed with my wife. I prayed with our pastors. I got wise counsel. I seek the Lord diligently. And I just didn't do it on a whim. I, I, I really did gather myself with wise counsel in prayer and 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 surrounding myself with others and so you know again i i know a lot of christians are being hurt and a lot of them say i'm done with the church yeah because they've been hurt and and that that's their excuse for not doing the will of god <laughs> and i would say to you jesus has never hurt you that's it. people may have but jesus never has and we're all broken that's and the right. only way to move forward is to get yourself with people and just like you would want grace and forgiveness, we have to offer that to others as well. And, you know, being in a church helps, you know, um, where you can build each other up, encourage each other, and okay. do things like we do and achieve great things where we couldn't do it on our own. That's right. So much more you can do with God. So much more. Amen. Well, again, well said, Bruce. You know, I, I, I take three um, things that I think and listeners, I want you all to chime in on the uh, our page on Facebook. But it starts with humility, basically. Yes. And that humility, when you spread a layer of love on, side, on top of that, it will lead to the cherry on top, which is obedience, which is the final line. No excuses. Just do what he says. Let the will of yeah. the Lord be done. Thank you so yeah. much, Bruce, for uh, chiming in. And guys and listeners, I know you all have really enjoyed this particular thought that Bruce uh, um, talked about here. 
And uh, wow, there's so much more that could be said. But anyway, we're going to leave it there. If you've enjoyed this thought, if you're interested in reading more thoughts, I have you covered. All you have to do is go over to Amazon, pick up my latest journal, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts 2023. It's available on Amazon, proceeds benefiting my nonprofit, the Amos House of Faith. I want to thank you for tuning in today. Please be sure to tune in next time for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Go have yourself an extremely blessed day. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.